All right, welcome to another episode of the Producing Half, where we talk about um, the insane world. And I feel like we're on repeat these days. I feel like it is just the same thing over and over and over again. And and and, and you think that it couldn't get any insaner, and then they they, they show you you're wrong, that they are truly, they've truly lost um, all semblance of. Um, all semblance of of sanity, of right and wrong, of pretending. It's not the best. Um, it's not bad. It's not the best. I don't... Um, <clears throat> I've never seen, seen it like this. And I'm not young. I mean, I'm 40-something. Born in 74. So, I've seen a lot. And I paid attention to the news. I always watched the news when I was a kid. I remember watching... Um, the news at 10 and then at, you know, at 1030, I believe it was MASH and then at, at 11, it was Cheers. And I'm talking about as a young child, I watched that and before it was MASH, it was like Archie Bunker and before it was Cheers, it was something else. But eventually that's what the lineup ended up being when I was probably junior high, ended up being MASH and Cheers. So I always watched that. I always watched the news. I always knew what current affairs, even in elementary school, I always paid attention to the news. Just because I hung out with more adults, I guess. Uh, we always lived out in the middle of nowhere. Well, not always, but a lot of times we lived out in the middle of nowhere. So you don't have a lot of other children to hang out with. So you always hung out with either your parents or your parents' friends. Um, I did have a brother, but he was four years older than me. So I always paid attention. And so I, I you know, some people have a shorter, um, a shorter, you know, comparison to make. They've, they've been paying attention for... You know, maybe four years, five years, eight years, 12 years. I have been paying attention for, you know, 30 plus years to politics. And it's been bad over the years. There's been um, rhetoric. There's been different, you know, they've lost sense of reality a few times, I would say, over the... And I've read a lot of history, and so you can see that as well. I mean, some of the stuff, I mean, our, our national hero... Um, Abraham Lincoln, you know, arrested reporters and threw them in jail. Um, Woodrow Wilson. I mean, all the presidents. You know, we haven't had the freedom of speech like we think of it until just recently. That's a recent, because during World War II, think about what they did in World War II. They locked up all Japanese nationals. So imagine Trump trying to lock up um, everyone who was born in, you know, Iran or Iraq or Saudi Arabia or any of the Middle Eastern countries. Um, how well that would have went over. So we have grown as a people, as I said in one of my earlier podcasts. We get wiser, we get better, we we learn, we get more moral. Uh, that's why I hear when I hear people talk about anarchism or socialism or other things like that. I'm like, yeah, maybe one day, but not today. Maybe in a hundred years, no, <laughs> maybe in a thousand years, we'll be in a situation where we're moral enough, mature enough, responsible enough. To, to, to for those things but right now we need to be a, a nation of laws a constitutional republic basically I don't know that a constitutional democracy would work because then the um, they would just vote away the rights of the of the Constitution the constitutional Republic from my little understanding of it all is the, one of the few ways to protect the individual rights but this crap is getting crazy and the Constitution is just a worthless piece of paper at this point. I mean, it is 100% worthless. Mine as well, just use it for toilet paper. 
sorry, that's what it is. No one obeys it. No one looks at it. No one reads it. No one understands it. No one um, remotely tries to follow it. It is just fancy toilet paper signed by a bunch of uh, old dead people. Um, <clears throat> it's it's disheartening to know that all the makings of greatness was realized, and we have we have the Constitution, we have the culture, we have the people, and we're just pissing it all away. I like watching these um, people who survived Maoism and people who survived Cuba and people who survived Stalinism and people who survived the USSR and, and all of them. You see them on Facebook, not Facebook, um, on uh, YouTube, on podcasts and stuff. You see them begging, pleading with Americans to stop because they see where this is going. They know exactly where this is going. They're like, wait, this is what happened to us. You've got to stop. You've got to do something. You've got to fight. Somebody asked me um, yesterday, they said, well, why is it that the the left, the Marxists, are all organized and together and and, and conspiracy? You know, there's the they get together, they organize, they have all this infrastructure. And I thought about it for 12.42 seconds. And my, my um, thoughts on that after such a small... Um, thinking process was that because the producers out there, the, the, I don't want the, the right, I'm not right though. I mean, I guess I am on a lot of issues, um, on maybe fiscal issues socially though. I'm just like, Hey, you do what you want to do. Just leave me alone and don't try to have society change the way it works because you're some sort of deviant, good or bad deviant. I'm not saying that your deviant, your deviancy is good or bad. I'm just saying you're not normal. I've, I've touched on this subject before. I'm not going to change have society changed me because I'm six foot four and 300 pounds. Society doesn't have to change the way seats work because of that. Um, my son's like six five, so he's gonna have he's gonna have fun uh, flying in airplanes. <clears throat> so uh, you know it's it's society doesn't need to alter its it, the way it works for for these for these people. Um, but I'm pretty much you know everybody do what they want to do you know leave it alone. But the, the producers, let's call them the producers, the people who, who aren't afraid to rest on their own merits. They don't need to organize. They don't need the community and the grouping because they're not afraid to be an individual. They're not afraid to, to go out and get a job and, and know that they have, to, they have to produce. They have to earn in order to support their families and to, to, to pay the bills. So they're not afraid of that. So they're also not the type of personality who wants to join a group of losers because they're individual, they're producers. And so it's not in their, their nature to form up the supportive networks that are that what the left does. This all came into fruition, fruition because I was looking into the library books that my son's high school is recommending. And that is a rabbit hole that I just don't have a time to go down. But they are two, I mean, 100%. A hundred percent of them that I looked into are critical race theory and queer theory. This is Texas. This is South Texas. You wouldn't think that'd be true, but a hundred percent were critical race theory and, and queer theory. A hundred percent. Now the ones that seemed innocent, and you're like, oh, well, this seems like a decent book. I mean, sure, it's you know, it's a definitely got a message there. It definitely has a, either an environmental or a racial message, but. It, the critical race theory parts, you know, it's just a book about maybe black kids dealing with growing up in, um, in, a, in a, you know, inner city or something like that. That's not necessarily critical race theory. 
That's just the reality for a lot of, of black kids. <clears throat> but when you look into the author and you trace it all back to where they went to school and also who's promoting it and what websites they're on and you know what else they do, they're all the same. They're all part of the same group of colleges and library associations and book associations and all these forms. And you go to read like... You could just go to like take the book that is that your uh, high school or junior high or elementary is recommended. Just copy the title and paste it in, in Amazon. Look up the book. Down towards the bottom, there'll be some sort of publisher summary, and they all say something. They all be like uh, intersexuality, uh, queer, uh, you know, heteronormative, blah blah blah. And I'm like, what? This is so critical race theory, queer theory. This is all that theory whatever you want to call it. And all the, those queer theory and critical race theories were pedophiles. The people who started all that, they were all like pro, either just blatant pedophiles or pro-pedophilia. They're sick people. <clears throat> and these Marxist leftists are, are sick, evil people. As I said last time, the politicians who have sold, out, sold us out are sick, evil people. The reporters are sick, evil people. These professors and these people pushing this crap on our children are sick, evil people who hate America and hate the fact that people can go out there and do it. And when I was a high schooler, I came up with a saying where I said, those who can do, those who can't teach, and those who can't teach are counselors. Um, it was a little naive on my part because I actually believe that a good teacher is worth their weight in gold. Um, I didn't have very many of those. Um, I wasn't a great student either. You know, typical poor white trash kind of guy, you know, didn't have any value in education. I always did well because it was so freaking easy. Uh, I never had to take a book home or study and always made whatever grade I wanted to make. Um, my senior year, senior year, I made all straight A's just because I said, eh, this is, might as well, if I'm going to finish, might as well finish it on a strong note. And my junior year as well. Freshman year, I did fine. Sophomore year, I was pretty distracted. I just did whatever it took to uh, pass. Didn't put much effort into it. But I never had to put any effort into it. It was never hard. And it's not because I'm some genius. It's because it's, it teaches to the least common denominator. It teaches to the slowest. It just teaches to the test. And I'm very good at taking tests. I can study and, and, and ace a test. I won't remember a single thing the, the very next day. Well, I don't retain it all, any of it at all. <clears throat> but I can pass a test. Especially if it's multiple choice. Um, it's not that I, I'm not saying that I'm intelligent. I'm just good at taking tests. I don't get nervous for some reason. never have at taking tests. Um, but it's, it's, it's a joke. It, it's, it's an evil joke and it's sad. And this organization that this left has, maybe the producers are, they're going to have to stop producing a little bit, uh, take a little time out of their production and start organizing. I, I, when I was going down this, this rabbit hole of all these library book recommendations and they featured them on their YouTube and they talk about them and they're all just pushing this leftist queer theory Marxist crap critical race crap on to the children and I'm like going on and I'm not, I'm, I'm not I'm not a researcher I'm not a good enough patient enough researcher for this and I, I lack the knowledge for it I don't know all these associations that are part of this it, I mean they don't hide it it's just that well they hide it with some fancy words and fancy language um, but they're all over the, you know they're all over the place they're you know you go to this website and at least to this website and somebody who's in it needs to be the person doing it. Um, somebody who has the time and the patience for that. I know it's my children and I should put more effort into it, but it's such an overwhelming, daunting... And then plus, what am I going to do with this knowledge? There is this, you know, slight fear that everybody has where if they um, 
they throw a fit at their their um, child's school, that it's going to affect their children. They're going to punish their children, and this is their future you're talking about. You just keep your mouth shut and don't do anything and just privately educate your kids about what's right and wrong and try to overcome the... Um, try to overcome the the indoctrination that they're getting from their teachers. The teachers say the craziest crap. They, 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 they take opinion and try to teach it as fact. And they take leftist Marxist opinion and try to teach it as fact. It's an insanity. It's an insane. It's just getting worse. It's an insane world, but it's getting worse and worse. Every week I'm like, this can't get, I mean, we're at, I mean, it's just going to be the same thing, but no, it gets worse. They just ramp it up. Um, <clears throat> The, uh, oh, I did see some slight hope. It wasn't in America. It was a video. I don't know who it was. Was it the Mexican president or is it some Mexican officials? Um, some guy with no arms beats swimmers. That's crazy. Um, it was some Mexican official. Somebody sent it to me. So who is this? Uh, public service announcement from president. It was the president, Manuel Lopez, where he finally, somebody finally, um, speaks up against the pharmaceutical, Big Pharma. He's finally saying, hey, we can't let Big Pharma dictate all this stuff. There's going to be shot after shot. They're going to keep pushing it. They're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep doing that. And I'm like, finally, somebody gets it. It's about the, it's, it's, it's never going to go away. It's going to be the forever. It's going to be the forever. It's going to be, uh, oh, you're going to need this booster, this booster, this booster. And meanwhile, they're just pocketing billions of dollars. And they're not and they don't know what they're putting. They just want to put something out. If it's a little bit effective, that's fine. I've started to see in the cases where, you know, 20 infected, 16 vaccinated. Well, then what's the point of taking something that's experiment? Oh, it's less severe. All right. I mean, think about the, the pushing it so hard on the children. I saw some stats yesterday from official CDC or something. It was an official government thing. They have so many acronyms for them. Where it was on the, it was a, oh, it was the adverse reactions to the vaccines. They finally published it or something and, and somebody sent it to me. And it was uh, like 1%, if you do the numbers, they don't spell it out. You got to do the math on how many were, how many were in the, they surveyed and, and how many. But it basically came out to about 1% had, I like how they categorize severe reaction, including death. Like, Okay, what does that mean? Severe reaction, including death. I mean, a severe throwing up, and then I mean, I don't know what the, I don't I don't know what that means. But one percent. Well, that's worse than if you got the disease. The cure is worse than disease at that point if it's one percent, because it's not one percent of kids. So the cure is worse than the disease at that point. And it was like, poor, I saw something where if I did the math on it, it was like point zero zero five percent, maybe where they were hospitalized. You would assume that the ones who died were hospitalized. So it's hard to, to, to figure out where they, they hide. As I said many times, you know, the easiest way to lie is with stats. And they could even be true. But you can just manipulate all the, the data, how you collect it and everything. So, so you have to try to figure out. You have to look and dig and kind of do some little bit of common sense on these stats. It's impossible. I have no idea. No, no one does. No one who gets these stats has any idea of the, if the reality of them, if they're true, if they're if they're, you know, they just don't know. You just got to try to do your best. But just on the data, there, 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 it was basically, it seemed like 1% of the children who took the shot were having a severe reaction, including death. Now, that doesn't mean 1% died. I imagine it was a very small percentage because if, if only 0 .005 were being hospitalized. But that's about the same stats as the disease it's trying to cure. And 
even though the disease is artificial, it was lab created. That's it was always obvious. I knew that from the very beginning because of the things I saw online that people were posting before it was even a even really a drama. So yeah, it's it's people they've always known that it was um that it was man-made. So even though it's man-made, if you get it and, and you fight it off, you have a natural immunity to it. Where they give you this shot that is gene that it's not it's not we should stop calling it a vaccine because it's not. Well, I think maybe the Johnson Johnson is. I'm not sure. I need to look into that. But the other two are not. They're like some sort of weird gene therapy with mRNA, spike proteins, blah, blah, blah. No one really understands. Um, but so they the the disease in this children is about the same risk as the vac as the shot. But with the shot, you're putting something in your body that's changing your no. And when the guy who invented the technology is saying it's not safe. That's pretty much good for me. Am I going to trust the the big pharma that has shipped AIDS to people on purpose? Look it up. They have. Am I going to trust the big pharma that has poisoned and killed people on purpose? Who has pushed drugs they know are not effective? Who, like car companies, they you know they do the the risk reward. Like, all right, so how much is it going to cost us in lawsuits for this versus how much money we're going to make? Oh, well, we're going to make way enough money to afford the lawsuits from the deaths. That's how they think. They will move forward on that, knowing that their product kills, as long as the as the lawyers and the engineers say that the, the profits are going to outweigh the, the litigation. Think about the evilness of that. And, and you want to be part of this experiment that they're running? No, thank you. And it's going to be used for control. I've already seen it in New York in their, um, their uh, passport thing that they're implementing now. Um, that's a reality. They're going to, it's going everywhere. You can't, somebody said you couldn't go into uh, McDonald's without wearing a, a piece of cloth over your face. I mean, I don't even, you know, I saw some crazy guy online years ago. It has nothing to do with this. It's just ironic. Saying about the, the Muslims saying that eventually they're going to be making us wear, uh, uh, scarves around our faces and hide our women are going to have to hide their faces. Well, well, he was right. He just didn't have the, the right reason. Now we are all going to have to hide our faces. Although, again, some people I don't want to look at. So maybe it's good. Uh, but yeah, they're going to use this for control mechanism. It's just going to be another way to control and divide and conquer. That's all this is going to be used for. They're going to take a real problem, a real pandemic, a real disease. I mean, even though it was man-made, it's real. People are really sick and people are really dying. It's not for people tell you that, that the the vid is fake and that there's it's not real well, then they're lying it is real i know people who've had it i know many people who've had it i work with them and i see them on a daily basis and they're not part of some conspiracy and they did get sick maybe and yeah sure it could be like they got sick with nothing more than a severe flu and they've all faked it all i just don't think they're that smart to do that maybe but i don't think they're that smart again i think all of this is a reaction and they're just seizing an opportunity to gain more power and control i don't I don't see a grand conspiracy, a grand QAnon conspiracy. I see, hey, look, this thing got out. We've been planning this for years. Let's uh, take advantage of it. Let's shut everything down. Let's reset the economy. We've been wanting to do the Great Reset. We've been we've been wanting to do these things. Now we can get it done. We can get it done in the name of science. And I'm so tired of hearing trust the science. So who, and they say Fauci. Fauci, trust the science. Really? Because you're a liar. So you want me to trust you? You're a liar. There's, I, can, I can just watch youtube videos of you lying where you say one thing and you say the next you're a liar you are a bald face liar and a 
evil POS. I read, I watched some of the people talk about you during the whole AIDS thing, and you were, you've always been a POS. So, no, trust the science. Who's science? Your science? No, no thank you. You're a liar. The big pharma science? Again, no thank you. They're murderers. So, which science am I supposed to trust? All the uh, experts are in bed with Big Pharma, are in bed with the organizations that Fauci controls, all the grant money and stuff. People are like, well, they couldn't control all these people, really? Because think about what you put up with to, to take care of your family and earn a, earn a living. Think about what you have to do for, for these people. It's all about, it's money. They control all these people with the money. They control all the grants. They control access to all the funds. They control all the... The, the research institutes, they control all the colleges that have these research uh, abilities. They control all the funds. Fauci and his ilk control it all. They control it in foreign countries, obviously, since they're sending them over to, when they got caught doing it here in America, they send it over to Wuhan to do it over there, funded by, um, funded by um, Obama and, well, just funded by us. You know, we pay for it. Good tax dollars paying for the very disease that we're infected with. So uh, that's awesome. These evil piece of sons of. They say profanity is a sign of ignorance. Well, I'm really freaking ignorant then, because it's hard to make it through a day these days. I uh, was trying to listen to a podcast. I kept getting interrupted from a guy by the name of David Knight. I think he used to be associated with uh, Infowars, um, but he's you know he's super i don't understand why he's been banned everywhere he's very kind of milquetoast really not very conspiratorial he's religious and um um you know he, he says what he thinks is true even though it's against the narrative and he's not a, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't uh, sugarcoat it he just says what it is i mean i, I haven't listened to many i've never listened to a full one of his full, full one of his podcasts i just can't ever get more than 10 or 15 minutes before i get interrupted um, but he was talking about this and there's some really interesting perspectives out there. Uh, you should really start looking into it, but they are using all of this for control mechanisms and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Um, and I'm so tired of the unauthorized tour narrative from January. This, uh, these people went on an unauthorized tour, um, until, and I'm not going to give one rat's ass about people rioting at the Capitol when, when they burned down in cities, burned down people's homes, burned down people's businesses, and murdered people, and supported it, encouraged it, funded it. They bailed these people out. They created, they, they, it was all paid for. These very people who all of a sudden care about riots because of an unauthorized tour on the Capitol. They didn't go far enough. Those freaking evil piece of sons of... <sighs> depressed. <clears throat> um, they're going to use, they're using this unauthorized tour and the, the 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 vid as a way to 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 seize power. They're gonna they're gonna use the unauthorized tour to turn the intelligence apparatus on everybody. Somebody texted me the other day. Um, they said, um, what did they say? It's like, do you think um, do you think they'll 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 keep us in uh, in better work camps than the other because we're big and strong? And you know, it's just a joke, you know, like because you know the the joke is that we're all gonna end up in work camps and. And, and uh, you know, th basically third world countries, slaves to the to the scientific and elite, whatever, whoever is supposed to take over everything. No idea. Um, and I, I was like, nah, they'll just shoot me. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about how all the 
communist, all the leftist revolutions end up, and they end up shooting their own supporters first and killing them because they don't. They got to get rid of the true believers because they have no interest in true socialism. They want power and control, so they're going to shoot their the true believers first, and only the evil POSs that want power and control and to dominate um, are going to be the ones left to do it. I don't know how far Americans will put up with or how far we'll let it go. I just feel like we're, we're broken people and there's nothing, and they're going to be able to get away with whatever. It's like the the lobster or frog or whatever in the boiling water. If you raise the, temper slow, the temperature slowly, they don't jump out. I guess that'd be frogs, not lobsters. Um, they won't jump out because they don't know they're being boiled alive and they've been doing that to us. Maybe they're turning the heat up a little too fast right now. And so maybe we'll get wise, but we do need to organize. I don't know what to do about that because I'm not an organizer. I'm an individual person who likes to be left alone. I leave everybody else alone. I hang out with my family, take care of my family, and that's about it. I don't, I don't know where that's going to go, man. I'm really concerned about the, the vid and the, the opportunity that, the, that they're going to use to seize all the power and control and everything else from us and erode more of our god-given rights um a constitution really just enumerated it just really put on a piece of paper what was what was always there it was always there it's i think i talked about it once before about the difference between discovered law and natural law or made-up law man-made law and natural law and doing all that you say that you'll do and don't encroaching on other people their property is just it's always there it's always been there that's just how the universe works now we come up with all these other stupid laws uh, that isn't just been about, it's just, just about power and control. It's just about power and control for the weak. It's to give weak people status, power, and control. That's all that's all about. But those other, um, just the, the Constitution just, you know, put in writing what we all knew to be true and self-evident. You don't have the ability to restrict my God-given freedoms and rights because of how you, because of your freaking opinion yeah it's uh it's getting it's getting rough out there and then to, to, on top of it all the economy is um getting really 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 rough and scary you know i saw a stat the other day about that the dollar has already been deflated 99 percent, and they had all kinds of stuff you can get you know my 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 view on stats but it's pretty accurate um you can, I mean, you can argue argue over the percentages at one percent or five percent or point one percent, but yeah, the dollar is basically worth ninety nine percent less than it was um, when it was first introduced. Oh, I forgot when was their late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds stats that they were using one percent. And you don't think these these trillions of dollars that they're funneling to their crony capitalists, their crony friends, is going to just um, totally devalue the money. They just take this money and they buy up assets. What do you think BlackRock is buying? Is it BlackRock? Is buying um, real property. Why do you think that is? Because the they have the money came from us. They're buying all these homes and properties and rentals with your money and my money. It's all tax dollars. Uh, it's all quantitative easing. Um, they're buying. We they're getting rid of their cash because cash is worthless. They're going to get debt. They're going to buy things. And they're going to own the real property, the tangible assets. So these super elites don't care that the dollar is getting devalued. They're just going to use it to gobble up assets. And then they have the assets. And then whatever the new currency is, the new fiat currency that comes along, 
they can always just, you know, change whatever asset they have over to that that currency at whatever, you know, great rate they they get for doing that. Whatever huge profit margin they make, and since they're gonna have, own all the homes and all the domiciles, they'll be getting all that rent money in whatever new currency there is. And um, even if it stays the dollar and it's, you know, you have to take a wheelbarrow to pay, you know, buy a loaf of bread, it doesn't matter because they'll own all the wheelbarrows, metaphorically speaking. So, and then the supply chain, oh my Lord, it's getting, it's super, super bad. Can't get a car, can't get a computer part. You can't get, uh, order something that you don't get it. Can't get appliances. You can't, you can't get anything. And it's, it's all fake. No, there is a real supply chain issue, but the issues I think are manufactured. I think the ish, the think the, the the shortages are done on purpose. The shortages are real, but I think it has to be done on purpose because, well, there's so much socialism and there's so much crony capitalism that it's possible that it's all uh, collapsing because of all that. But I think it's all because capitalism, true capitalism true human ingenuity would solve all these supply chain issues i mean it's just how it works you know there's a problem that can you can somebody can profit off of they're going to figure out a way to solve the problem so they can make their profit that's that's how it works so i think these supply chain issues are orchestrated probably to get us used to scarcity probably also to ramp up the panic and the control they hit us from all fronts all at once. They've been planning this. They may not have planned for the vid individually. They they did plan for a pandemic. You can go look into that. They have planned. They can, they can say they were planning it for altruistic reasons because they wanted to make sure they are prepared to keep us all alive. Maybe. But some people I wouldn't want planning it are the ones that were planning it. So um, they have been planning for well, the Great Reset, and they needed something to happen in order to make the Great Reset happen. So they've been planning for this, and so they have they had plans in place, and they had infrastructure in place to seize the opportunity when it came along, even if they didn't create the opportunity. They seized it. So they're going to hit you on the health front. They're going to hit you on the science front. They're going to hit you on the political front. They're going to hit you on the economic front. They're going to hit you on the school front and the social front. They're going to hit you on every... Every avenue, every part of your life they're hitting you at, just constant. Supply chain issues, shortages, uh, can't get toilet paper, uh, you can't go to the store, you're locked into your house, you have to send all your money to Jeff Bezos, um, you have to, you know, get this vaccine passport, more control, papers please, papers please. Um, it's, 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 they're hitting you from every angle, they're overwhelming you so to make the control easier. And they can, if they go too far, they can back it up a little, but they already know what we're willing to put up with and tolerate. They already know what, that we're just so willing to, to, to just mask up and stay home and not go to work. Let them tell us what we can and can't do and what we can and can't buy. Uh, you can't go, you can go to Walmart and buy whatever you want, but you can't go to the store next door that's selling the same things as Walmart because they're a small independent store that doesn't have billions of dollars in lobbyists. That is evil, and how any of us ever let that happen is shame on you and shame on me, because that is evil, and it is wrong, it is unconstitutional, it is illegal. It's just, 
I mean, it is a crying freaking shame is what it is. But we've got to get organized. The producers out there have to get organized and sacrifice some of their time in production to help put some infrastructure uh, around so that we can counteract. I mean, it's too late for the college. I don't see how we undo the colleges. I don't. I don't. Somebody smarter than me needs to tackle the card, the colleges, because they're and and now the high schools and the teachers and the 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 librarians and the books and the literature and I don't know. Somebody smarter than me is going to need to figure all that out. Somebody a lot more um, a community. We need Obama community organizers. What we need a professional community organizer. Oh wait, they're all um, they're all leftists as well. I'm not trying to be negative, but it's just hard to see a way out of this without it getting worse and much much worse i don't know the solution other than to organize and uh, get you know maybe i'm good at this one thing and some other person's good at some other one thing and and another person's good at this other one thing and you get them all together and all of a sudden you've got a potent team you don't have to be you know the freaking perfect at everything if you can organize and get a bunch of people together you can have a couple people looking at this a couple people looking at that we need to get organized. I just don't know how to do it. I saw another thing the other today. I saw it. Somebody put it together. It was maybe it was on Twitter, on um, on an Amazon uh, news report, and it was all the news stations across America reporting the same thing about Amazon, all the great things Amazon was Amazon was doing to come to our um, come to our rescue, how they were uh, you know they were gearing up for 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 COVID and they were. They were, uh, it was just the same, it was the exact same words. They used the exact same words in every news article. You, they just, you know, like, they, you've seen those videos before when they they have some article and, and every reporter across all of, I mean, that, that that's a huge problem as well. There's so many problems that no one's talking about. Well, they control the media, so who can be talking about it? And, and I know if you're watching this on YouTube, they control that as well. Uh, only if you're small and in, insignificant do they allow you to have freedom of speech or if you get bigger but you're a little bit milk toast they'll allow you as long as you you know don't go too far out and they like having you gotta have some opposition they can't drive it all underground or it will get worked too bad for them though they will push it too far so they will allow some joe rogan's or tim pools or some other people to exist out there but um they're heavily watched and heavily uh, on they're they're on the line. It's I can see, probably I would see you know because Rogan went over to Spotify and he generates so much money for them and they have such a huge investment. He'll probably be the last to fall, but somebody like Tim Pool, who pushes. I mean he's pretty milk toast, um, <clears throat> pretty uncontroversial, but he does push it sometimes. I'm sure eventually he will push it too far, and they will deplatform him. And so maybe that's why he's creating his other uh, revenue streams. Um, but most of the people out there who are independent thinkers and talkers are still part of the very system that they control. So they can, they, they'll probably come, a, I put no thought into this, it's just me thinking right now, they'll probably come to a time when they turn it all off at once. And when they turn all the opposition voices off at once, Who's, who's going to stop them? We've already ta we've already shown them that we will let them do it. We will let them de de-platform people. 
And, you know, there's some people like Alex Jones, who's a nutcase. I get it. He says some crazy things. Most of the time, he's pretty funny. I give him that. <clears throat> but he, I don't understand why you would deplatform him. It makes no sense to me. But then there's a lot of really calm, milquetoast people that they have deplatformed, that they have totally ghosted. People who say, the, the, some guy tweeted something, like he tweeted a stat from the CDC, and he was banned from Twitter. What? He literally just took something from the CDC's website and tweeted it, and that, that's a banning offense? So now it's not fake news, which was always just agenda-driven news. It's, it's true news, but true news that doesn't support the narrative. That'll get you in, in trouble. They're gonna they're they're going to turn this all off. They'll turn all opposition voices. They'll slowly start taking out opposition voices. They'll start strawmanning them. They'll start you know creating these narratives behind them, and then uh, when they're ready to pull the trigger, they'll just do it all. It'll be across the board mass purge. They'll get rid of all these voices and push them all off to the fringes of the internet. Which they think about. The fact that there are companies, let's take Gab, for example. Now, I've had a Gab account since the beginning of Gab, I feel like. <clears throat> yeah, since the beginning, because I remember hearing it uh, maybe on some talk show or some radio or something when it was just starting. And I said, oh, let me sign up for that. I'll be in the beginning of something for once. So I know um, in Gab, you can't, PayPal doesn't, you know, Amazon, the internet infrastructure wouldn't allow them exist the software people from the internet infrastructure wouldn't allow them to exist visa and mastercard won't do business with them and really all gab is is just twitter or facebook it's just twitter or facebook where they have no control over it the people who control the systems don't have control over gab and so they're like oh well if you don't you know it's a private company no it's not it's public square so it's got to buy by those rules. It's got to freeze freedom of speech in the Constitution. But okay, it's a private country um, company. Create your own. Okay, they did, and they undermined it and and destroyed it. I guess it still exists, but they're doing everything they can. They, re I mean, how, that's not how you're like. We'll create your own company. They control the systems. What do, you th what do you think business loves regulation? They love regulation. They're not anti-regulation regulation because they're going to be the ones writing the regulations for themselves. It's all a joke. We really need to organize. We really need to edu educate ourselves. We need to keep um, reading and paying attention. I'm really bad about paying attention. I like to just live in my own little world and uh, go to work, do my own thing. And we got to pay attention. That's all I got for you today. Um, I appreciate you tuning in to another episode of The Producing House.